My guest on this week's episode of Says and Search is Martha Van Berkel, CEO of Schema App. Schema Markup was developed in 2011 as a collaboration between the world's leading search engines. Since that time, the general interest and application of Schema among SEOs has skyrocketed. Martha has become the leading presenter in our industry talking about Schema Markup. She is an in-demand conference presenter, blogger, and educator on topics related to Schema. You may have heard Martha present at Brighton SEO, State of Search, SMX Milan, and Content Marketing Conference. She is a frequent trainer on topics related to Schema. She's appeared on webinars for Bright Local, SEMrush, and for all the impressive content Schema app puts out. She started Schema app with her husband, Mark, and it's become one of the hottest tools in the industry. We'll talk about how the SEO community's intense interest in Schema has led to explosive growth for her company. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with the extremely impressive Martha Van Berkel. We'll talk about how Schema can help with every stage of a marketing funnel. We'll talk about the challenges of creating a tool that can work for Schema diehards and neophytes. And for all our local SEOs out there, I'll ask Martha about local Schema. Martha Van Berkel, welcome to Susan Search. How are you doing? I'm jazz. This is so fun. I'm looking forward to having you. Schema is a topic we've had several guests kind of touch on, but we haven't had anyone with near your deep level of knowledge. So I wonder, just kind of set the table here. Can you tell people a little bit about yourself, about Schema app and how you became sure. interested in Schema in the first place? I totally blame my husband. It's all his <laughs> fault. So um, so a little bit about my background. So I'm Canadian. I, uh, I'm coming to you live from Guelph, Ontario, which is just outside Toronto. And um, I, I have a technical background. So I studied applied math and mechanical engineering, and I just got to go to MIT. Um, and then I actually grew up in enterprise. So I spent 14 years at Cisco not doing anything schema related <laughs> or not even SEO related, I, although I did sort of online um, support tools. So I was doing like user experience and how people find information. Um, but it was actually really when my my co-founder, Mark, when he was like, I'm going to I'm going to start a business and I'm going to use my semantic background um, that that he sort of became interested in schema markup. And what's interesting about schema markup is like the underlayer of it, like that Google uses is actually semantics, right? Like, how do you infer and understand what things are about? Um, and so he built this really awesome tool in about 2014. So we were very, very early on in the, early. the schema yeah. markup journey. Um, but uh, he's he's really great at product strategy and developing pro product and less about sort of talking to, to people about it. And so I ended up leaving Cisco and joining um, him in the journey. And, um, you know, he's my partner in everything. So he's my <laughs> my husband. He's, you know, the father to my kids, my co-founder. Um, and, and Schema App was born, right? Like this was sort of came out of this like really cool interest in semantics and enabling like a cooler, more automated way of doing schema markup, which is where schema app came from. And, and so I just became to, you know, ask questions and learn. And I had to explain it to at first um, small and medium sized businesses. So local businesses in our areas who we did it originally with, we actually used to joke mark that like our local businesses had like the best schema markup in like 2014, 2015, yeah, yeah, like sure. before, before anyone did it. And, um, and, yeah. and so, you know, the story really just goes that I just have continued to lean into it. And I, you know, I love how it plays to strategy. So my passion is um, a lot about like, how does this impact your business? Like what's the ROI of things and right. how do you use this in a way that, 
you know, isn't just so that, you know, like one and done, get it done, kind of figure out how to get the pretty images in search, but instead, you know, how does this fit into everything else that you're doing and why does it make sense? Um, and then we built a company. So we're a 20 person company now. Wow. Uh, we special, we only do structured data. So like, that's all we do every day, all day. Um, and our, our technology is, you know, allows us to work with any website, um, do any type of schema markup and we do it properly. And then we match that sort of with our, our expert team of customer success managers um, so that we help businesses sort of primarily in North America, but around the world, you know, adopt this at scale um, and, and really make sure they're really capturing all the opportunities. So we're, um, you know, we're, we're really keen to sort of help them make sure they're really maximizing how structured data fits in their, their overall strategy. Well, fascinating. And I, I think that this is such a big topic. I, I want to kind of start with the sugar. What what makes people really like this schema stuff so much? And one of the things that people really like are rich results. And so that's the big incentive for us. Uh, you know, it's, it's a simple table setting question. Maybe tell our listeners who don't know what is a rich result and a less simple question. Why are they so important to SEO? Sure. So a rich result is really that additional information that kind of smacks you in the face after you do a search. So if I'm explaining this to my mom and her friends, I'm like, hey, you're looking for that new pair of shoes, like you're searching for the name of them. And then pow, you like see stars and you see the price like directly in the search result. Or, you know, you're looking for, um, you know, a specific topic and all of a sudden there's FAQs or there's like images for a video to click on. So it's really that that rich information that stands out in search sort of when you do that initial search. And so so what, what's so great about rich results is that um, whether you're technical or not, you can explain like this was the before with no pretty pictures mm -hmm. and this is the after. So it's a really kind of clear way of showing the value and how the experience is changing when you adopt this really technical SEO space. So that's sort of like, what is it? Um, <laughs> The, and there's also like lots of different features that, that Google has around rich results. So just like you see the stars, you see the price, you see the FAQ, you see the how-to. Special announcement is a really big one that was used during COVID or like is being used um, where it kind of brings out information specifically about sort of like the, the health and, and sort of procedures that an organization or a hospital or a city is, is doing. Um, and then why, why do you care? Like why is it strategic for mm -hmm. SEOs? Um, so one is I do think like it's a visual change. So it's an SEOs can actually show that change. And I think for executives who are writing the check, it's sometimes hard to show the magic of the work that you're doing. And so I like that you can kind of visually take them through that. But most That's importantly, cool. done well, it, it leads to more high qualified clicks, right? So, yeah. you know, like it's it's all about the data, right? Like if you if, if your goal is to show more leads coming in from organic and that those are then converting, whatever that conversion looks like, if you're in health, it might be an appointment. You know, if it's in e-commerce, like they're buying a product, if it's, you know, a software platform, like they're actually booking, you know, a call for a demo, um, you know, we can show evidence of how that's, that's, that, that journey's coming through with those clicks. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting. You were on a, a webinar for Bright Local. I think it was with Miles and it, it seems obvious to me um, that schema would help with top of the funnel to get more click throughs, to, to improve the results of like you're on the SERP and somebody's actually going to click on you. Miles asked you about how this helps bottom of the funnel traffic that everybody like, that's the stuff that everybody wants to talk about. You had a really compelling, interesting answer for that. Do you, do you remember what, 
you remember that answer or, or maybe you I have just no idea it. what I said. So you're going to have to just <laughs> give me, no. give me some hints, Mark. Give me some hints. No, but I, I am curious. How does, it's clear to me how schema and writing schema markup would help top of the funnel. As you move through the funnel, how can it be so helpful to the bottom of the funnel traffic? Yeah. So I, I want to talk about specificity and I may have gone into this with, uh, with miles, but yeah. so like it's interesting where Google's going just generally, right? Like, so they, they want to make sure that the person who's searching is getting the most specific answer that they want, right? And and so the reason I talk about specificity is like, that's actually what structured data is doing, right? So done properly, like you're describing what that page is about and then like, what are the elements of the page? And, and within that, if you're using the schema markup properly, you're using properties like about or mentions and you're being really, really specific about those topics. And, and I, you know, I was just, I was just talking to one of our customer success managers this morning. Um, we do quarterly business reviews and I was like, you know, it's so interesting how like we see in local search specifically and in, in other sort of organizations, like people aren't making bajillion landing pages anymore for like every yeah. nuance of a region, right? Am I, am I right? Like you're yeah, seeing you're the right. same thing? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, and part of this is because Google's smarter, right? So if like you're super clear, let's say about a service that you offer and the area that it serves, like they know that in, you know, Santa Clara County, you're close to all these other places like in California. Um, and so I think the, you know, the bottom of the funnel stuff, when I talk about quality traffic, so it's much harder to measure with the exception of like, I closed more deals this month based mm -hmm. on the leads I got, right? Um, or like my conversions higher or, you know, in, in Keen, they measure it by like percent growth in revenue, like in how they do it. But like we're seeing that like that specificity comes in and Google doesn't necessarily give us the ability to measure that really clearly. That's sort of where the business KPIs play such an important role. So you have to like look at that whole funnel. Um, and in fact, what's really interesting is like in our engagements, like just again, this past month, like we're actually going to call out the funnel for our clients. Like wow. we do it today on front of funnel and then they share with us some of the, like kind of the conversion piece on their side. But is it actually great? Cause we can be like, we can say the rich results are driving like this specific outcome and, and whatever it is. And, and that's getting really exciting. Yeah. I think, I think that's so interesting how you can, you can attribute the, the better, you're getting a better audience now because of these schema um, these schema results, which is, which is a huge advantage. So I know SEOs, I know, uh, that as these search features begin increasing, SEOs are going to try and exploit this as best they can. There's going to be uh, feature hunting is a term I've heard before. Uh, you know, one of the things I've, I've heard you use a distinction between building knowledge graphs, not schema code. So that was an interesting idea. What, what does that mean? And what, why would building knowledge graphs maybe prevent some of the some of this schema spam from starting in the first place yeah when you talk about schema spam i think of like the just what we've seen in faq this past year happen exactly, where google yeah. sort of like been dialing back so um starting in like august 2020 you know they were like we're not just going to give everyone faq especially if it's like more marketing like faq mm -hmm. kind of information it has to really be intent based like are you answering the questions that that customer is 
is looking to get answered in the in the buyer journey or sort of like in their web journey. Um, and I think that's all good. I think the harder part is, you know, it means that if you implement structured data, you might not get that rich result if the like the content then needs to evolve. And and this is, um, you know, I think one of our, I asked one of our customers were saying, I was like, what have you learned about structured data in the last year? And um, and she was like, I've learned that like it's not just an SEO strategy, but it's a really important content strategy. Great. And yeah. and it was really really cool because like in a lot of our engagements, like we'll go in and we'll like, we're, we're enabling that, that SEO team or that digital team. And then next thing we know in year two, we're talking more to their content team around content strategy and evolution yeah, totally. than, than just because like we've now structured it, we have architected the site so we can get the schema out. Like how do we now maximize the return? And I, I do think like not so much feature hunting, but like maximizing structured data is a good thing, right? Like mm -hmm. how do you look at coverage? How do you look at um, rich result opportunities by content type? And when I talk about like doing strategy and I will get to your knowledge graph, I'm going there, mm -hmm. um, is that like you, you should be looking at your content and saying, which rich result could I get for this? And then how do I architect the content to make sure I'm maximizing that? So, you know, you do want to be thinking through what is it going to look like in the search at the beginning so that I can maximize it. And, and some of that will be testing, right? Like, can we, you know, can we get FAQ on this type of page? Like, is that going to get rewarded or do I need to switch that and try something different? Um, and, and so the other piece, like when you're thinking about strategy is, is sort of like all these things are connected. And I think we're, we're not we're not fully appreciating like Google's um, kind of like ability to infer if we're thinking that they're just thinking of things as pages. In fact, like I was reading like the recent update that came out, um, I, I think it was like late March, but all the the kind of product yeah. review side, like Glenn Gabe's research was saying like they're looking at it as a site. They're not just looking at it by a page. Did you read that? Like how yeah. was a lot of yeah. his pieces, he was like saying how the whole site. Mm -hmm. And and I love that because if you then think of it as like, well, then the structured data on one page, like Google's looking at the whole picture. Right. They're not just looking at the one page, right? Like they want to understand like how are all these things connected? Like what 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 is like what are the entities that this site's talking about? And right. so when I talk about connected schema markup, that's what I mean, right? So if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna just do it on this like product page and I'm gonna do it on my home page, I'm gonna do it on my contact page, but I'm actually not gonna explain how those things are related, then you're you're kind of I think you're, you're just thinking too tactical. Yeah. Like you're thinking in you're thinking in like 2017 schema markup oh, instead yeah. of like actually anticipating where Google's going. Like Google is smart, right? Mm -hmm. Like I even think of the other trends um, that we're seeing from them around. Um, you know, this is a nuance in the documentation, but you know, like I I actually like dug it out. I think it was like November 2019 where. Like they were like, use ad IDs to explain how things are connected. And they were talking about a recipe markup and how like in the recipe markup, we want you to like nest the video or you want to like use the same ad ID. So you're basically saying these things are connected and they're saying so that we can show a video as the result or we can show the recipe rich result. And and we loved this. We're like, seriously, like we've been telling everyone to do this forever. Like, thank you, Google, for like yeah. continuing to update your documentation to say like these things have to be connected. Like it is a Around, like the relatedness and the entities. I think this is such a good point. Like one of the things about your area of expertise is this is one place where Google explicitly tells you to do this. So in SEO, we're kind of mildly irritated sometimes about algorithm updates and less than perfect transparency on SERP changes or whatever. Um, I wonder if you feel like writing good schema, 
we, we've said some of the main reasons you could, you should do it, but you know, Google Bing, all these search engines tell you to do it. Maybe that's a compelling enough reason in and of itself. No. You know, it, it's interesting. Cause like, this is my business, right? And yeah. like, I've been telling people like, <laughs> so like the vocabulary has been around since 2011. Right. And it's extensive. And, and I think what's really interesting is that like, we're seeing the vocabulary evolve really quickly. So, um, one of the data points like we looked at recently is like since 2011, when it came out till, till last year, there was 16 releases of the schema.org vocabulary. And in the last year, so March, 2020 to March, 2021, there's been 12 releases. So like, if that is an evidence of like an area accelerating, and then if you get really nerdy into like, who's participating in evolving the vocabulary, um, it's Google shopping. It's like different areas of Google that are sort of articulating what they need in order to better understand and then bring like different experiences in and you know big lean into e-commerce and healthcare which again is is sort of evident like the world's at a place place where like those two things are so important right now mm-hmm. um i think people avoid it because it's complicated yeah. and right and 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 like and i would say like don't write schema markup like you have better things to do <laughs> like there's general you know if you don't want to buy schema app where like you get awesome right, support right. and like we'll guide you through it like at least use a generator because like it is complicated and you don't want to be spending time trying to figure out where the quotes are. Some people push me, they're like, but I really want to understand and learn it. Great. Write it a couple of times to understand and learn like how these things and nesting works, but then, you know, like use tools to automate it so that you can think instead about how am I architecting my page again to maximize the rich results so that again, you're making a bigger impact on the metrics, right? Like that's, that's a key thing what we want to see. Yeah. I love it. It's an interesting point you just made. Like you talk to marketers all day. It seems to me that there are two, this is just totally my experience, there are like two kinds of marketers when it comes to schema. Some, like half the group, if you start using words like uh, JSON, LD, and microdata, they get a glossy look over their face and begin daydreaming about doing just about anything else. Then there are these marketers who start talking about the same concepts. They lean forward in their chair. They cannot wait to dig in. They get excited about it you have a tool that you have to kind of maybe meet people wherever they are. And so on the one hand, you want to make a tool that can, these people who really want to get into it can get really into it. And on the other hand, you need something where people just don't want to code. So that's why they got this. Yeah. Just curious. How do you make a tool for this, this audience where there's these two really different kinds of people in there? And do you agree? I guess, do you even agree with my, my, uh, my argument here? Yeah, I, I sort of see two camps. So some that really like want to nerd out on it and get into the details and like writing the code, right? Where uh-huh. if I was like automated, they'd be like, oh my goodness, Martha, what are you talking about? <laughs> like that's that's the beauty and art of it. Um, I guess I'm just like more practical, like as a business owner and also just like as an individual, it's like, man, if there's something you can automate, like focus on the thing that is your secret sauce, right? Like focus I on the, like, the strategy yeah. piece to me is more important. I, I sort of see two camps. One where like they really understand it and get it. Um, and then the other is, where like they're just super interested in the the impact of the business right? right so like and i think this is this has been the fun part of doing it um in that like so we've built tools again our, our primary tool we built was first of all smb that's the world we lived in it has every single property so like some people are like oh my gosh like there's just too much stuff to hang but it's an expert tool right like it's there to allow you to like use all the nuances and all the pieces it automatically nests generates and then we also automate deployment because who wants to copy and paste code because as soon as you paste it the content changes 
darn, now I need to update it. So we try to kind of solve that maintenance piece. And then the other is our highlighter, which is like more at scale. So, you know, you highlight elements of the page and then set it up. And this is really trying to get SEOs in the idea of architecting your content, right? So like, how do you think of like these different types of content pages? What are you maximizing the rich result for? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, focus on writing that amazing content. So like if the FAQs aren't converting, like change the FAQ content, like add some, you know, HTML links in there so that you're getting a click through that, that piece or, you know, think about, you know, often I'm like, go talk to your, your, the people who answer the phones and ask what questions they're getting and sort of really make sure you understand intent. Um, and then I would say the other thing is like, we bright, like we do a lot of managed services for people where they're like, I just want the outcome. We just want your expertise. So teach us along the way. And, um, and so, you know, we use our tools We're, we're you know, we're our biggest consumer of our tools as well as sort of enabling businesses to do that. Makes perfect sense. So, all right. So I wanted to ask you a specific question about local. So were you, our audience probably skews towards local SEOs, just yep, no problem. Greg and my nature. Um, you know, one of the things that happens in, in these small businesses, they're, they're always triaging, prioritizing, figuring out what's the, what's the most important thing here. Uh, if a local business, you know, either an SEO or an owner is looking at this and they go, yeah, I want those rich results. I want to give Google what they're looking for. What's the logical first step to, to getting into, into schema? Where, where do they begin? Yeah, great question. And I, I think with local, like Google's skewing so much over to Google My Business. And I, I think mm -hmm. that's like just set me like an easy interface to use, like kind of takes up that really great, nice right hand side. So I would say, you know, like for for local businesses like you want to be really strategic and then especially if it's the operator or the owner that's doing it that we want to think about like what can we automate and and so i'm a big believer of you know like there's a lot of good out of the box schema markup on some platforms which is a really good place to start so we have a free wordpress plugin um that still has all like the nerdy stuff that we talk about but it's right. built in it's where we started right so um if you look at like the schema app wordpress plugin like that's a really great place to start um to just automate we do take a different approach than Yoast. So if you have Yoast, like Yoast also does schema markup on their plugin better than nothing. Um, Jono and I are on the SEMrush <laughs> webinars together and we have different approaches. Like we don't like show. talking. Yeah. It, yeah, we don't <laughs> like uh so at Schema, we don't call it a web page because, of course, it's a web page. Like we want to talk about the thing that it is. So um, um, the default plugins will do like blog posting, article, um, and um, and then allow you also to then use our editor to create the organization markup. So my big my big play with small businesses is usually there's like five pages. So do five pages and then just like update them on a quarterly basis is usually my approach and where we started. Um, and they want to be strategic. So like homepage, contact page. Any products or services, again, if you're on um, WordPress or WooCommerce or some out-of-the-box pieces, again, we have some options there. Um, Shopify, et cetera, there's plugins. Um, we have a Shopify and BigCommerce plugin as well. So, you know, make sure your products and services. And services, like we have a great article on our website on like how to do schema markup for services. Great. And we, we recently updated it because um, we you know, the whole ratings and, and local business, like right. <laughs> big disappointment. Like I... I could rant on that all day about like how I want businesses to own their own ratings and not sort of have to go through um, third party sites. Um, but, you know, like products um, can get a rich result and you can do a rating on those. And so one of the things that we used to say is like services is actually a schema markup class, um, but you can actually do something called multi-typing where it's a service and a product. 
And Google mm. schema.org recently updated their documentation. I say recently, my world is just like moves really fast in the last six to eight months, I think it was right, right. to where the product schema.org product description actually says product or services. Now there's things in the services schema markup that allow you to say like who it's offered by and like very service related type of properties. So we like multi-typing those. And so our how to has been updated to show how you multi-type those. Um, and again, you can do that in the schema app editor um, really easily, but the products and services are really, really important. Okay. I think I got three products and services, contact page, homepage, um, the people. So the reason I like people, and, and sometimes this is founders, sometimes it's different pieces, is that often the business is the people, right? And when you're talking about a small business. And so if you have like an about page, um, you can talk out mentions and sort of call out like the different owners on the site, on the page uh, or the business. Um, so I really like those. And then the last one I like is FAQ. And, and when I talk about FAQ, there's often like, so you can nest FAQ under those services pages, right? So like, love that approach. Um, um, but also, you know, like what are the top questions you get about your business, right? So, you know, if you're a local business, it may not be an extensive list, you know, um, Again, I, I generic, like I'll say like with our large, mid to large customers, I tend to not like just generic FAQ pages, but if the FAQ is about the business, um, you know, have an FAQ page. And I think that's a really great one that, you know, again, differentiates um, and then use that about. So if it's about the business, like link it back to the business and so forth. So for local businesses, try to automate as much as possible. Um, and that's like, are you on WordPress? Are you on Shopify? Um, you know, Wix, et cetera. And then if you can't, um, then look to generate markup, um, you know, for those key pages. And the other question I usually ask is like, you know, what do, what are you known for? Like, what is it that's so important to your business? Because a small business or a local business could also be bigger, right. And have lots of different services and products. And so the, then I tie it to the business strategy. So like, what are the things like you're trying to grow sales in? Let's say it's like one segment of your business. Great. Focus there first. Um, but always do your, like your organization. Cause I want to kind of connect the dots back and make sure people know that that's about. Yeah, That's fascinating. Well, ex excellent advice. I want to make sure people know how to reach you and your company. Um, sure. What's the best way to, to get in touch with you? So a couple different ways. So our website is is best. So uh, www.schemaapp.com. And um, there is a, a contact page. You can ask questions. Um, we also, if you are a smaller business, we do have a 14-day free trial. So if you go to solutions, you'll see sort of like the editor there that you can go to a trial. Um, so that's a great way if you want to just get your hands dirty. We do email support. So you can ask any question to our to our expert team and they'll answer you on email in order to, to help you get there. Um, and then if you want to connect with me um, directly, Twitter is best. So at Martha Van Brickle. You can follow me there um, or on LinkedIn. Um, and then you can DM me after we connect. I'm happy to answer your questions. All right. Well, Martha, thank you so much for coming on. You've been an amazing evangelist for schema the whole time I've been into it. And so I I thank you so much for everything you've, you've done. And, and thanks for coming on Says and Search. So I think I'll give you a virtual cheers and we'll sign off for now. Woo woo! And uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of Says and Search. Woo!